We begin the current daf Mesechtes Baba Kama Daf Kuf Yod. We begin eleven lines down from the top of the Yamid, where the Gemara continues the discussion in the previous daf. That is, the Gemara explained based on the pasuk Vabuchala Abbas Navshay that a kohen could come and bring his carbon v'sheiris. He could serve and at any time, even though the kohen was split into twenty-four different groupings, he could come at a, at a time when it's not as weak if he's coming to bring his own carbon. And hence, as based on a different pasuk from Meishas Kadosh of Ashalai, that a person, a kind that brings does the avoda as Kadosh then Yilai, then he gets to actually get the meat and the hide from that carbon. Now, however, the Gemara said, let's say he doesn't want to do it himself, but he wants to make a shliach. Then it would depend on if he could do it himself. And therefore, for example, two different opposite cases of a balmum, whereas a zakon rechayla. By Balmum, he can't do the Avoidah, therefore he can't make the Shliach for the actual Avoidah. The actual Hakrabah would have to be through the Kanam of that Mishmar, but the consumption which a Balmum could do, he could make a Shliach for. And the inverse is the Zakan or the Chayla, where they could do the Avoidah B'doichik, so therefore they could actually make a Shliach for that, but they can't eat it because that would be a Chilagasa, so therefore they can't make a Shliach for that. So it's on this theme that Amrav Sheshis, he continues with this Halach, and he says, If there was a Kayin of that week's Mishmar, that was Tameh. Now, additionally, there was B'karben Tzibur, there was a carbon Tzibur, a public carbon that had to be sacrificed there during that day. So the Allah is nice n'lechom So that kind that's Tameh, could give it to anybody he wants to do that Avedu. Now, the reason being is because since he could be maker of that carbon Tzibur B'Tumah, because the Allah is that a carbon Tzibur is Deichet, overrides Tumah. So he could also make a Shleach. And, however, but the, the meat, which, which is a derivative of doing the work, and the hide of the animal, that goes to the kahanam of that mishmer, because although a carbon tzibur could be sacrificed by tumah, but it cannot be consumed in tumah. So this guy who, if he's tameh, he could do that, so he can make a shliach for that, but he can't eat it, so therefore he can't make a shliach for that, and therefore that part would have to be consumed by the kahanam of that mishmer. Now, however, the Gemara has hechedami. What's the, this case talking about? As the Gemara explains, if there are other kind that are pure during that Mishmar, is it really true that you're saying he could have done the Avaidah, that a Tomei could do the Avaidah by carbon Sibuk? But actually it's not true, because since there are Tahirim available, so we don't allow someone that's Tomei just to do it, and therefore, since he can't do it, so how could he make a Shleach? Could Tameim do it if we have term available? And moreover, and if there are no time in that Mishmar, so then how do we understand the words that Rav Shesha said that, oh, he's Tameh, he could do that Voida, but he can't eat it, so rather the meat, which is from that Voida, and the air would go to the people of the Mishmar. But you just said that everyone in that Mishmar is Tameh, they can't eat it. So how do we understand this Allah of Rav Shesha? So Amarabha Rabbi explains the case would be talking about that the eating would be done by the blemished kahanim of that mishmer that are tahar, where since they're balimumim, they can't do the avoida, but the eating is actually apportioned to kahanim that are balimumim, as the Gemara Zavachim, that Tzadik Chesim explains, that ish chaylik, even the balimumim, by Kachim and by Menachas, and therefore that would be the Halacha. Yes, the only ones that could do that by are Tamei, so therefore by carbon Simba they could do it. However, there are other Kahanim that could eat it, because although they can't do that Vaida, because they're Balim women, but they could eat it, and therefore those are the ones that have to eat it, because Tameim cannot eat the carbon even by carbon Simba. Another case in this Halachas, Amravashi, says, 
there was a Kayin Gadol, the high priest, that was an Oynin, that that day his close relative, one of his close relatives had passed away. Now, and he had a carbon of his own that he wanted to bring. So the Allah is, so he can give it to whichever coin he wants to, to do that Vaidah, because since a Kayin Gadol actually could do the Hakrava as an Oynin, as the Pasuk says, la a Kohen Gadol is not allowed to be metam himself to any one of his relatives. And he doesn't leave in the base of Mikdash, which is that even if his father or mother passes away, which makes him into an Ainan, still he does not get removed from his Kedusha, and neither does he do Chil. In other words, the Avoid that he does as an Ainan is not Mechal, but actually someone else, like a Kohen Hedjit, if he doesn't leave the base of Mikdash when he's an Ainan, actually, and he does that, he would be Mechal. But a Kohen Gadol could do it, and therefore he could appoint someone else to do it. But but the consumption of the meat and of getting the hide, that goes to the people of the Mishmer because a Kohen Gadol actually, although he could do that, but he can't eat the meat as an Ainan. Which the Gemara asks, my Kamashalam, what's Rav Ashi teaching us? Tanina, we already learned this in the Brisa, the Halacha. It says, Kohen Gadol Makrab A Kohen Gadol could do the Hakrab as an Ainan, but Ve'ena Eichel, doesn't eat it. And hence, and neither does he even split the, the portions of the meat to be able to eat it in the evening. Because in the evening, he really doesn't have his biblical halacha of aninus because the, the aninus, which is the halacha of an oval in the first day, is only at nighttime rabbinically. Because biblically, it's only one day, as the Pasuk says in that the end is like a bitter day, meaning that the bitterness, which is what aninus is, is only for one day. So the question is, what's Rav Asher really teaching us? We already learned in the Bryce this basic dichotomy that he could do that void, but he can't go ahead and eat it. So therefore we know that halacha, that you can make a shliach for what you could do and not what you can't do. So the Gemara says, no, so I would have thought to say, Ki the when does the Torah have mercy on the Kohen Gadol, that he's an exception to the rule, is the Kruve who, that he could do that void. But to make an agent to go ahead and do for him what he would be able to do, that maybe we wouldn't, because really it's a dispensation, because really any other Kayan can't do the Avodah as an Ainan, so you would think actually that he cannot make a Shleach even for the Hakrabah. That's what Rav Ashi is teaching, that know that not only that he could do it, but he could even make a Shleach to do the Avodah for him as a Kayan Gadol, that's an Ainan. Now the Gemara continues with the next Mishnah, again continuing the theme of the previous Mishnah and, and the Mishnahis of this parak, which are talking about halacha of hagaizl, of someone that steals. So the Mishnah tells hagaizl es hager, if someone steals from a convert, and he swears falsely to him, saying, no, I don't have it, I don't know what you're talking about, and then umes, then the convert dies, and he admits his guilt that he swore falsely, and a shuwa sheker on Gizela requires Harez Mishalm Karen Bukhaimish has to pay up the principal and the fifth, but who does he pay it to? The convert's dead already and he has no relatives, it goes Likahanim to the Kahanim. And the Biashim, the carbon Ashim, is as always Lemizbeh, it's brought as a carbon on the Mizbeh, like it says the Pasik in Bamidbar, says Vim Ainla Ish Gayel Lahashiv Ha'ashim Ailov, that if the man, as we explained, is a reference to the Ger, does not have a redeemer, does not have any inheritors to return the theft to him. So so the, the principle which is returned to Hashem goes to the Kayin. Besides for the ram that he has to use for atonement, which is the carbon Hashem that he has to atone himself with. Now, says the Mishnah, Let's say this guy who we just spoke about the halacha that stole from the ger, he was bringing up the money and the carbon Hashem to Yerushalayim. Because he has to give the money to the Kayin too. Umeis, and then this goslin dies on the road before he gets to return the theft to the kahanim. Says the Mishnah, Hakesef Yinosin Labanam. The money does not have to go to the kahanim anymore. It goes to the sons of the goslin of the thief. Why? Because actually, 
halachically in monetary law, the Gazan merited the money at the moment of the death of the Ger, because all his money becomes half because he has no inheritors. It's just that the halacha that the Torah tells us that he has to fulfill the halacha of Hashavat's exile between the theft, so that he should have an atonement for the fourth, false oath that he took. But now that he's already dead, there's no more atonement. You can't have atonement once you're dead. So therefore, there's no point in giving the money to the Ghanim, because that's only for atonement, and he's already dead. So therefore, actually, his sons inherit his money that he was on his way bringing up to Yerushalayim. And Ba'asham, what do you do with the carbon Asham? Yira actually you let it graze until it develops a blemish, because this is a halacha of Asham that its owner died, which the halacha, the Gemara tells us later on, that wherever the, by a carbon chattas, the animal would die, which the halacha by chattas so by carbon Asham, it grazes until it develops a blemish. And then the Yimachar, then, when, once it develops a blemish, then you could sell it. And the money that you get for selling it to whoever buys it, use it for the certain boxes they would have for when the Mizbech was idle, they would use it and it would be donated carbonus, which would be brought as carbon isla, where the meat would be for Hashem and the hides would be given to the Ghanim. Now the Mishnah tells us, let's say he didn't die when he was on the road up, but let's say he already came. He said, okay, we have a kahanam, I'll do tshuva, There's an, I can't return to the ger. He gives the money to the kahanam, then he dies. Says the Mishnah, Now the, the inheritors cannot go ahead and take away the money from the kahanam, which seemingly they, they should, because the whole point was to provide for an atonement. Now he's not getting an atonement because the atonement needed the carbon ashim, and they didn't get a chance to bring the, he, this guy didn't get a chance to bring his carbon ashim yet. Because he first gave the money, then he died. Before that, still says the Mishnah, the inheritors now cannot go ahead and take away, take back the money from the kind the kain they got it. Like it says the pasuk in Midbar, it says ve'ish asher yitn la'kain, the man that gives to the kain lo yiyat to that kain it should be once it's given, it's already too late. So therefore, though even though he didn't have a full atonement of giving it the carbon asham, still you can't take back the money from the kain. Although if he hadn't given it, it would never have gone to the kain. Moreover, says the Mishnah, Nasan HaKesab Yarav. So let's say the Gazlan, again, there's two things he has to do when he gets to Yerushalayim, he has to give back the money with a fifth, and the carbon Asham. Now, if, he, if the thief gave the money to the Mishmar of Yayarov, which is just picked because that's the first of the older 24 Mishmaris. So he gave the money to that first Mishmar, then the Asham, the carbon Asham, he gave the Yayaho, which is the Mishmar after, it's the next week after Yayarov. Says the Mishnah Yatza. So the Gazan has fulfilled his obligation, as the Gemara is going to later on explain, because someone that brings, returns the, the, the stolen money before he brought the carbon fulfills his obligation. So therefore, the first week's Mishmer gets that money, and the second week's Mishmer gets the carbon. Now, but let's say it was the other way around. Let's say Ashram Yarav, first he came on, let's say, Friday, he was there by the first week. He gave the Yar of the carbon Asham. Then he, uh, let's say, he came back on a Monday and Bekesabli the Yaho and he gave the money to the second week's Mishmar. So then says the Mishnah, Im Kaima Asham, if the carbon Asham that he had brought to the Kahanam on Thursday, they never yet sacrificed it as a carbon, still around. Says the Mishnah, so then Yekiruvuhu Beneyad the Yahu. So then, actually, the second week's Mishmar, they take that carbon Asham and they sacrifice it. Now, because we penalize the first week's Mishma Yayarov, they'd have to return the carbon Ashram and let the second week's Mishma bring the Ashram. And the reason being is because that first week's Mishma, Mishma Yayarov, did inappropriately. Because they received from this Gazan the carbon Ashram before he returned the money. And the Allah is, you have to first give the money, then the carbon Ashram. 
Now, as Rashi explains, but for the Mishmah the Yahu, there's nothing to penalize them for because during their week is when they got the money, and that's the first thing that you're supposed to get. So to the contrary, what they do is if the carbon Nashim is still around, they go to the first week's Mishmah, they take it for themselves, and then they bring it as a carbon. And moreover, Rashi says that even a Yehud who disagrees in the Bryce and the Gemara actually doesn't dispute this actual halacha that we're, that we're discussing over here in the Mishnah, that everyone agrees to this halacha. So that's if the carbon Nashim is still around. Now, Vimloi, if the first week's Mishmah already sacrificed it as a carbon on that Thursday, so the Gaza now, since that was inappropriate, because the money has to first be returned, then brought the carbon Hashem. So then he has to go ahead and buy a new carbon Hashem. And the reason explains the Mishnah. Because if someone returns what he stole, that money, before he brings the carbon Hashem, like the first case we described, Yatsi has fulfilled his obligation. As the Pasuk says, that he returns the Asham, which is the principle as we're going to see in the Gemara, and then Milvada Kaparam, then that's besides that he has to still bring the carbon Asham. But if Hevi Hevi which is the second case we just described, that if he first brought the carbon Asham, which was by the first week's Mishmar, and before he brought the Gizela to return the theft, which was the second week's Mishmar, Loyatsi has not fulfilled his obligation. Therefore, if the Ashim is still around, you give it to the second week's Mishmar. If not, then he has to bring a new carbon Ashim. Now, also the Mishnah tells us of Nasan if he gave the principle to the Khan, but he didn't give the fifth, then then the fifth will not withhold the validity of bringing the carbon ashram. As we said, you first have to pay back the theft and then the carbon ashram. So then if he didn't yet give the chaymish, as long as you give the principle, then you could bring the carbon ashram. And then later you'll bring the chaymish which you owe to give to the kanam. So now the brings brises to explain the halacha sabah mishnah. Tarabon, when the brisa, when it says in the Pasik ashram, that he has to bring the, the, the ashram to the kohanim, Says the Bryce is Karen. That's actually a reference to the principle. Although Ashram is usually translated either as a reference to a carbon, which is a carbon Ashram, or to a negligence. But here it's a reference to the principle. When it says Hamushav, that this is the, the, the Pasik is in Bamidbar, Parake Pasachas, that says, If the man doesn't have a redeemer, Lahashiv, Ha'ashim may love to return this Ashram to him. So so the Ashim that is returned to Hashem, which we explained the Ashim is referenced to the principle, that so it's returned to Hashem, like Kayin, it goes to the Kayin, Movad besides the ram of the atonement, which is the carbon Ashim, love, which he gets atoned for that. So again, that's what the Bryce is explaining. What, what does it mean the Ashim that has to be returned, which if he's not around is returned to the Kayin, that's a reference to the principle. Hamushab that's returned, Zechamish is a reference to the Chaimish the penalty, which now also goes to the Kayin. That says the Brysa, maybe that's not true. Maybe when it says that if there's no man to return the Ashram to him, so maybe that's a reference to the ram, which that's the carbon Ashram. And when it says Umayshav, that's a reference actually to the to the principle. How do you know that the word to, that the word Ashram means principle? Now, that the Gemara asks, what would be the halachic relevancy anyway? Who cares? Either way, both of them are being mentioned in the Pasik. So why does it make a difference if I know the Karen from the word Asham or if I know from the word of, of Umayshav? So that says Gemara, the difference would be Lafuki Mide Rava, to exclude the Halacha of Rava, because the Amar Rava, Rava said, Gezel HaGer Shechzir Balaylam, if someone returns the theft that he stole from a convert at night time, Lo he has not fulfilled his obligation. So to Echzir Chatzoyin, Lo returns it in halves, doesn't return it at one time, he has not fulfilled his obligation. My time, what's the reason? Because says Rava, Ashim Karech the Torah calls the principle 
Asham, now just like a carbon Asham cannot be brought at night time, because as the Pasuk says in Mirka, Zayin, by Yom Tzavah, you have to bring it during the daytime. It also cannot be brought in halves. So to the principle, I would say, that's what Rabbi Salach is, that it can't be brought at night time, and it can't be brought in halves. So now, if you didn't learn out Karen from the word Asham, because I would say maybe Asham means the carbon Asham, it means the ram, and rather I know it from a Meishav, so then I wouldn't know Rabbi Salacha. So how do I know that Asham refers to Karen? So that says the Brayse Kishu Eimer, when the Pasuk there concludes, Novad El HaKipurim, that he has to bring back this Asham, besides the Ram of Atonement, Sava Eimer Asham. So I already have a Pasuk at the end which talks about the carbon Asham. So Hava Eimer, that would say that Asham, that in the, in the ratio, the first time when it re- references Asham, Zekaren, that's a reference to the principle, that's how you know that you have to return the principle. And again, that also tells us, incidentally, Rabbi Salacha, that it can't be at nighttime or in half. Tani Yidachlin, another Brayse. Asham Zekaren, when it says in the Pasak to return the Asham, it's a reference to the principle. Hamushab, that's returned, Zechemish, reference to the fifth. Oyeina Ella Asham Zechemish, or maybe says the Brysa, maybe not true. Maybe the word Asham is a reference to the fifth, and the Moshev is a reference to the principle. Which the Gemara asks, now Lumay Nafkim, what's the difference? Either way, you're going to know both of them. So that says the Gemara, La Fukim Misneetin, did not. Well, because if that would be the case, the way we're entertaining, that would exclude from the Allah of our Mishnah. Because our Mishnah said, Nosan it ended off by saying that if he gave to the Karen the principle, but Nosan didn't give him the fifth yet, so in the the fifth will not hold the, the validity. Now, on that, we would say, however, no other know that the fifth would withhold the validity, because based on what we're entertaining, when the Torah says Asham, that's a term of carbon, which is Ma'akiv, that would be a reference to the Chemish. So therefore, it says the Brahsikishoim, when the Pasik says, when you return the Asham, in its principle, in its head, and the fifth, so obviously the reference of Asham, which is Bereshe, is a reference to the principle and not to the Chemish. And therefore, again, that teaches us the Allah of the Mishnah that what is Ma'akab, like a carbon Asham, is only the principle, not the fifth. Tiny in another Brysa. And it says Asham, again, as we said, Zekaren is a reference to the principle. Hamushab, that's returned, we said, Zechem is a reference to the fifth. Now, says the Brayso, Ubegezel Hagar Kasamadabit. Terry's talking about Gezela, which is openly robbing from somebody. Which, that's the reference was Tuma, and then he denies, he swears falsely, and then he admits, that's where you have the halacha of paying to the kind when the, when the Ger had died, the Ker and the Chemish, and bring the Karban Asham. Now, that says the Brayso, Maybe not true. Maybe we could entertain to interpret when it says Hamushiv, it's not a reference to the fifth, but rather it's a reference to Kefal, when you pay double the amount. Because actually, it's not to my gazel hager, but rather ubegnevis hager kasem adaber. Torah is talking about a, a thief, not a robber, someone that stealthily steals. Because the halach of kevul is only when you're caught, not when you're gazel, when you did out in the open, when witnesses verify that what you had been, what you you were caught, and no one knew about it beforehand. Maybe hamushav is a reference to kevul, not to the chemish. So that says the Brayse, no, when it says in the Pasuk, when it says that he returns this asham. In the principle and in the fifth, obviously the Torah is talking about that what you're paying up over here is money that's paid beresh, meaning that you're only paying the principle plus the fifth, which the Karen is the Reish, which obviously excludes Kefal, which is not paid the principle. You're paying actually double. That's how we know it's Tumat Gezl Hager and not Gnevis Hager. Now the Imam just goes back to what we said, Gufa. We said before, Amar Rava, his halacha was that gezel hager shachzir balayla lo yatsa. If you turn the theft of the what you robbed from a ger, if you return it at nighttime to the kahanim, you have not fulfilled your obligation. And also shachziru chatzon lo yatsa. Return it in half, you have not you have not uh, 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 fulfilled your obligation. Now my time, what's the reason? As we said, 
Asham Kari Rahman, the Torah calls the principal Asham, which is like the carbon, which is Asham, which is Ma'akim de Kapara, so too, and that's how you have to return the theft of the, of the, of the ger. That's one halacha of Rabbah. Now, V'am Rabbah, and more halachas on Rabbah on this topic, is Gezel HaGer Sheim B'Shav HaPritl Chalkayim B'Kayim. Someone's returning the theft he stole from a convert, that he's bringing it to the Mishmar. Now, there's not at least a Prutus worth for every coin in that Mishmar. Says Rabbah, Lo Yotzei Dechavasa, he's not fulfilled his obligation of returning the theft. My time, what's the reason? Because the Chseva says in the Pasuk, HaAsham HaMushav. The Asham, the principle which is returned, meaning, Atshei HaShav Lachal Koyim B'Koyim, until you have enough to return to every single coin in that Mishmar, because every single coin has to get from that, and therefore he would have to add on from his own money until he has enough to, comp- to supplement that every single coin gets approved as worth. Now, by Rava, Rava asked a question relating to this halacha. Let's say, aim by, let's say there is not a Shava Pruta for the entire Mishmar of, let's say, the Mishmar Yahyarav, for that first Mishmar. Now, but the Yeshbai, there is a Pruta's worth for the entire Mishmar, as we continue in Tamad Beis, the Mishmar Yahu, who had, they, they had less members in their Mishmar than the first Mishmar. Maha, what's the halach in such a case? So the Gemara asks, hey, Chidam, what's the case talking about? If it's that you gave it to the Mishmar Bidaya during their Mishmar, so so there is enough of a Shavapruta for them. What does it have to do that the first Mishmar doesn't have? You're not giving it to them, you're giving the second Mishmar. So the Gemara says the Gemara, no, the case that was being asked was, where he wants to give, he's giving it to the Mishmar, the second Mishmar of Yediyahu, during the Yayarov's Mishmar. My, what's the So what's the question? Me, I mean, do we say, since we say, that, no, it's not their Mishmar, and therefore it's nothing, you can't, that's void, you can't give to a different, as we said previous stuff, you have to give it to the camp of that Mishmar, you can't give it to a different Mishmar. Or maybe this was Rabbi's question, since, as Taisus Gear says, since it's not fit for the, for the, uh, Mishma of Yayar, of whose Mishma it is, because you don't have enough for Shava Prutza for each one of them. So, therefore, from the, its inception, although now you're giving it during this week, you cannot give it this week because there's not enough for each one to get. Therefore, initially, it's really meant for the, to hold on to it till the next week. Now, although you're not holding on to it and you're giving it to the second week right now, maybe then it actually would work. And the best taste says, so then you could really bring the carbon ashram right away and give it actually now to the, to the Mishma of Yayarv to bring the atonement. Because although he's giving the money to y- the, y- the Yayahu, but that as we learned previously, we said that you can give the money to Yayarv and the ashram to Yayada and you still fulfill your obligation. So here, that's the question. Can you give it the money to the second week's Mishma, although you're still in the first week, because ultimately it's going to go to them anyway, and although you're not waiting, and then therefore actually the carbon Ashim you could give to the, that week's Mishma of Yayarv and have them bring the, the, the Ashim because you have to first give back the Gzela, which you're doing according to this option of the question, and then you'll be able to bring the carbon Ashim. And that says, you're going to take your let it stand. It's not clear what the Allah would be. Do you say that, no, ultimately it's not their Mishma, you can't give it to them? Or no, since it's ultimately going to go to them, you could even give it to them now. By Rabbi, another question from Rabbi. Kehanim, What's the Let's say okay, a few guys stole from converts. And one guy returned it one week, and one guy returned a different week. And then this guy said, you know, I don't need this item that this guy, oh, he was returning the theft of the gear. Do you need this? Do you need that money? Could they swap what they get as the, as the matanas from being Kehanim from the Gezel Hager with another kind who got from a different Gezel Hager? What's the question? So the Gemara explains. Me, I mean, do we say that Ashim Karachmana, as we mentioned before, the Torah calls the, the principle of the Gezel Hager that's being returned as an Ashim. 
Now, ma ashram in cholkin ashram kineged ashram, just like a carbon ashram, that a kohen cannot shear and split and barter with the ashram of another kohen, which the halacha is, is brought in Masechet Kedushin of Gimel and Alpha and Menaches, that it says lechol bnei arantia ish ka'achiv, which tells us that kahanim cannot swap. You have a mincha, oh, I like that marcheshes. Hey, you can take my machavas, or you have that carbon. Let's swap. You can't do that. So, af gezel of the ger, ein cholkun gezel ger, kineged gezel ger. Therefore, then, the gezel ger, that's also called ashim, would also not be able to swap with another kayin, the gezel ger. Or maybe they know gezel ger, ultimately, although it's called ashim, but it's money. And monies are allowed to be. It's only carbonis that are not allowed to be swapped one, one with the other. But maybe money could be. How the Pashtun and Rava ultimately resolved it, and he says, Ashim Karachmana, the Torah calls it an Ashim, and if it's just like the carbon Ashim, you can't swap one with the other, so too with the Gezlager. Now, actually, Ravach and Bered the Rava, Masn Labahed, he actually learned it explicitly, that not in a question and an answer, but rather, Amar Rava, the Rava said clearly, Kahanim and Chilkin Gezlager, Kineged Gezlager, they cannot swap what they get from the, the return of the theft from a convert with the other kayan, might then what's the reason? Because Ashim Karachman, the Turk calls it an Ashim, and just like an Ashim, you can't swap with another one, so too the Gezlager that they receive. By Rava, another question from Rava. Kahanim be Gezlager, this Allah that we're talking about, that Kahanim get when someone steals from a convert and the convert dies, that he has to return and give it to the Kahanim. Yarshin, are they, Yarshin Hava, are they considered the inheritors of the Ger? As if, like, the, the Ger has no children, we are the children of the Ger, they're the inheritors? Or are they considered that they're receiving gifts from Hashem, like regular carbonists, that just like a carbon, it goes to Hashem and Hashem gives it, they get it from Hashem. What is it, how do we view them? Do we view them as the Yarshim of the Ger or receiving matonis from Hashem? So the Gemara says, What's that logic relevance? For example, such a case, if somebody steals chametz, and the gear of the Bach brings his and then it, he has it over the, the, the Yom Tov Pesach. Now, what happens is, the chametz after Pesach is, it has zero value, you can't do anything with it. Now, so the difference is, if you say the Kahanim are, quote, the inheritors of the gear, so that's exactly what they inherit. In other words, it's like they're the children of the, of the ger, like the, the inheritors. And the halacha is that if the ger would have been alive, the gazan could have said to the ger, Harishal Khalafanacha, where that we explain the different daf, although it has zero value, but since it's Hezek Shein and Nick, it's exactly what he stole, he could say, here, take this bread back. So if the ger has Yershim, he could say the same thing to Yershim, here, take your bread back. So therefore, then they would have to accept it as such. Now, but but if you say that they're not Yershin of the Ger, Hashem made that you want to you want to have your, your kapara, your tomah, your chuva. Now there's no more ger, there's no Yershin, but it's one of the it's one of the matnas kuhuna, it's a gift that you have to give to the Kahanim to make up for that. Now, matana kam rachmana the nature blue. So then that would tell us that the Torah is telling the one who stole to give a gift to the Kayan. Now He's not giving them anything because the Afra Ba'amahu, the Chametz after Pesach, that bagel, that donut, is like dust. It has no value. And if it's not a matana, then therefore he would have to actually give them the monetary value. He wouldn't be able to give them back the item as is. So what's halacha? Are they like Yerushim and therefore he could? Or are they like matanas, which therefore he cannot give that back? Now, Rav Zeira Bayrahachi, Rav Zeira actually had the question a different way. He said, no, he entertains, he says that even if you would want to say that they're not like the Yerushim of the Ger, but rather it's like the receiving gifts from, from Shemayim. 
He says, still holay bailan. Still, I wouldn't have a question because dahima tana amrachman the dinesablu. It's that gift that the Torah tells what you stole from the guy, which you return to him as a gift. You should give it to the kayanim, and therefore you could still say harisha cholavanecha because that's the gift, even though it's a gift of dust. But that's what the Torah is telling you. Rather, what says Reb Zir was our question, was for example, if it fell for the Kayan, that's a saturated day when a guy stole tons of theft from converts. Now, this Kayan got, in his portion from that Mishmer, on that day he got 10 animals that were being returned from a guy who stole from a convert who has to give it to the Kayan. Now, that's our question. Do they have to go ahead and separate? Does this coin have to separate now Maisa, which when you have 10 animals, one tenth has to be separated as Maisa? Or do is not, don't, does not have the halacha of Maisa behavior? Does it not have to separate? What's the question? That explains. Do we say Yerushim have Because again, he said, yes, the question is, are they Yerushim or Mechavah Matanis, but not the way Rabbah had phrased it and that the difference would be regarding regarding Chomet of a Pesach, because that he says, no, either one. It would, you could say Rather, the difference is in such a case. Because if we say that they're considered inheritors, so the Amamar, the Gemara says in, in the Mishnah Sechtas Bechayris, that if Kanu, if orphans acquire animals, which the term used for the estate, the father's estate, what it really means to say is not necessarily that they have to buy animals, but if let's say they, they, they inherit animals before they divided it. So the Allah is chayav, and they have to go ahead and if there's 10 animals, although when it's going to be subdivided amongst all the children, each one's not going to get 10. But now that there's still 10, so the halacha is that it has halacha birusha on it, they have to split, they have to take from one-tenth from that and give it as ma'isa behema. So David, this kind who's getting 10 of them, if he's considered a Yairish, he would have halacha of separating ma'isa behema and giving it to the appropriate uh, source that it has to go to. Do we say that no? There's not even the halacha of ma'isa behema in the first place. Because they're considered reci- recipients of gifts. Now, it's not the Mishnah teaches us over the Mbachayrus that it tells us halikiach. Someone purchases 10 sheep, which weren't yet, they didn't have Maisabhema taken off from them yet. Or Vanitin Loi over is given to him as a gift. Potter in Maisabhema is exempt from the halacha Maisabhema, which the Gemara Masechus Bachayrus explains the reason for that halacha. But that's the question, my, what's halacha? Are they like Yerushim? So therefore the Kayin who gets 10 animals has to separate Maisa Bahima, as we said, that's the halacha by Yerusha? Or is he like a recipient of a gift that doesn't have to take on Maisa Bahima? So the Gemara says, Tashma. Come in here, we'll prove this from the following b'risa. The b'risa says, Esrim va'arba matanis kahuna, nitnu la'arna labanam. There are 24 kahana gifts that were given to Aaron and the sons mean to all kahana. All of them were given, as the parasha there talks about in a general statement, a specific statement and a general statement. And with a commandment of salt, which just like salt maintains things, so too it's a bris of melach. It maintains that commandment. Now, the way we see klal prataklal is because the Pasik says over there in Bamidbu Yudchas, says, which is a general statement that every holiness of the Jewish people is given to you, the Kahanim. Then it says, And from these things should be given to you, which then the Torah goes through and specifies the gifts individually. That's a prat. And then it says, And all those which are separated, which are holy, which is again a klal. And so therefore that's klal prat, the klal. And also it says over there, A common of salt forever should be for you. And this is all there at the end of the parasha. So what's the significance of that? 
says the Brisa to tell you that Kolomakayimon, whoever fulfills the 24 Kahana gifts, gives it to the Kayin, is Ki'ilomakayim. It's as if he has fulfilled the entire Torah, which was given to be expounded with a Klaab Prataklaab. That's one of the basic uh, fundamental ways of interpreting the Torah of Klaab Prataklaab. So it's as if you Makayim the whole Torah. And it's also as if you as if you fulfilled all the Karbanis, which are also given in Ubris Melach, because they're given over in the covenant of salt, where every carbon has salt on it. Also, but it tells you, Kolo Evralim, whoever transgresses from giving you the 24 Kahana gifts, Kilo Evral, Klal Pratiklal, Ubris Melech, it's as if he violated the whole Torah, which is Darish and the Klal Pratiklal, and as if he violated all the Karbanis, which are with the covenant of salt. She explains the Brice of Elohim, and these are the 24 Kahana gifts. There are Esterba Migdash. Ten of them are, are related to the Beis HaMigdash because they have to be eaten within the curtains, which is only in the area of the Beis HaMigdash. The Dal Bishlaim, four of them are in the whole city of Yerushalayim. The Esterba and ten of them apply to even in the boundaries of the entire of Eretz Yisrael. As the Bryce explains, Esterba Migdash, the ten that apply only to the Beis HaMigdash, which could only be eaten there within the confines of the Beis HaMigdash, Archatas behema, the parts of the animal when a person brings a karmachatas, that the meat is eaten by the kayan. Vachatas oif, when he brings a, a, a bird type of achatas, which the kayan eats that, that meat. Vachatas vadai, which there's actually five types of definite carbon ashram violations, which is Asham gizelis, when the person steals, which is what we're talking about here in our parak. Asham me'ilis, when the person commits me'ilis. Shifcha when he has a relationship with a there's a machlikis regarding what type of a shifcha that is, a non-Jewish slave woman. There's a, a nazir when he brings, when he, he brings his ashram, a metzer when he brings his ashram, and all considered as one, which is considered ashram dadai. The ashram tali, which is considered a doubtful ashram, because it comes when the situation of, when the person not sure if he violated isakaris, doesn't know to bring a karban chata, so then he brings the ashram tali. Then and these are all eaten by the kahanam. Which is a reference to there's one shlamim that's, although generally shlamim is a carbon yachad, there's one that's brought by the tzibur, which are the kivsiatzeres, which are the lambs that are brought on shvuas, which are called the shlamim, as the Pasuk says, the shnei chavasim and shana. Now, and they are kachikachim, because although shlamim is a kachim kalim, which doesn't have to be eaten only in the mikdash, but these, the, the shalmi tzibah are kachim kachim, as the Pasuk says, kachim yu l'ashem l'kayin, so they have to be eaten within the area of the curtain. The loig shem and and what's also given to the kanam only in the area of the mikdash is this amount of oil, this loig of the mitzayra, which whatever is left over from it, which was poured onto the kayan's left hand, which is then used to spray on the, on the mitzayra, the rest is eaten by the kanam, as the Bryce says in Menachis, and in Zavachim it says l'chol karbanim, to include the lug shemen of the mitzayra, because that's also called the carbon, because the Pasuk says v'hikriv oisei la'ashem es loig hashamen, which... The Vehikrav is going on also on the Lega Shemin, which it says near the, in the first Pasuk, it says, You have to eat in the holiest of holies, meaning it's also considered Kachay Kaddishim. Also, a Moiser HaOimer, which is the leftover of the carbon Oimer, which is brought on the second day of Pesach, which they take a fistful, a Kemitzah, and the rest is eaten. And all the Menachas are Kachay Kaddishim, as the Pasuk says. So therefore, it has to, it's given to the Kanan, the Shirayim are given to the Kanan, and again, it has to be eaten in the area of the Migdash. Ushte halechem, the two breads of shvuas, are eaten by the kahanim, lechem aponim, which are the, sh- the twelve breads of every Shabbos. Vishiyar menaches, and the leftovers of any mincha that has a, a fistful taken and sacrificed on mezbeach, the rest, which are the mincha that a person makes as an endava, or mechas of a chayte, or mechas of a saite, the rest are eaten by the kahanim, those are the ten that are in the base of Megdash. 
Then you have the Arba Bishlam, you have four that are in Yushalayim, which are Habakhira, which is the firstborn animal, which is unblemished, can be eaten in throughout the city, that's given to the Kayan. And the Habikurim, which the first of the seven types of fruits that our Eretz Yisrael is praised with, that has to be brought up because it needs to be within the wall of Yerushalayim, as the Pasuk says in the Vom you have to eat over there, friend of Hashem, your God, which the, the, the Gemara explains, it says, in one of those terms over there, which reference to Bikurim, as the Gemara says, is in Yerushalayim. So that's the second one that has to be in Yerushalayim. Whatever separated the parts that are elevated from a carbon taida, which are the chaza and the shaykh, which are the two parts that a kohen gets from every carbon shlamim, and the four types of breads, which are from four different types, which are chalas, rakikin, chametz, and revucha. And as the pasuk says in the Yukadzayin, mean he gets one out of every one of those breads. That's though that's the third one, and part of that one. Besides the taida, is also that what's separated from the el nazar, the ram that the nazar brings, which is he gets the cooked foreleg and he gets a chala and the rokik, which is a wafer type of a matzah that the nazar brings. Now, Rashi explains that actually the carbon shlamim is also the chaza and the sheikh are what the kohen gets, but that's including the carbon taida because a taida is called a shlamim. So it just mentioned the taida because including taida is not just shlam, but also includes breads that a shlam doesn't have. Now, these two, a toide and el nazar, since they're very similar, because it's the parts that are separated from them, that are, they're both kachim kalim, that the, that the kain gets, so it's considered as one, as the Gemara explains in Perk Shechitas Chulun. And the fourth one is v'oyres kadashim. The hides of a carbon oila, or carbon chatas, or carbon ashim, that goes to the kain. But that's only because but actually kachim kalim, like a carbon shlamim, actually the hide goes to the owner, as the Gemara says in Zvachim, and Afkov Gimlam at Aleph. Now, Rashi explains the reason why this is mentioned in those which are in Yushalayim is because it's coming to exclude that it's not included in those which are the next category that are in the entire era of Eretz Yisrael, because these hides of the animals are not given to the Kayin, only in Yerushalayim, it has to be in Yerushalayim that it's given to him. But it's not mentioned those that have to be in the base of Migdash, because those are only things that are forbidden and become possible when they're taken out of the curtains of the base of Migdash, which doesn't apply to the hides of these karbanas, which could be taken out, and therefore they're mentioned from the four of Yerushalayim. Then there's Vasar Begvulun. There are ten that are given to the Kanem throughout the entirety of Eretz Yisrael. They're Truma, which is generally one-fiftieth of a person's crop that he has, the trumas meiser, which is when the levy gets meiser, he has to take off a tenth from his meiser and give that to the kayan. The challah, which is a certain portion of when a person's baking a certain amount of bread. The is the first shearings of the wool of the animal. Famatanis is of any animal that a person slaughters. He has to give the zraya and the l'chayim and the kebab to the kayan. Upidjin haben is the redemption of the firstborn son, which the five slum go to the Kayin, opinion Petachamar, when the person has a firstborn donkey, he has to redeem it and give that seh to the Kayin. Then you have when the person has an ancestral field, which the owner was Makdashit, and he did not redeem it, and the Gizber, who is the treasurer of the, of, the, of the Hektish, went and sold it. So at the Yevil year, the purchaser has to give it back, and then it gets apportioned amongst the Kahanim. And Vestecharamim, which is a different halacha, which is when the Yisrael takes his field and he makes it Cherim, which that's halacha, that that is a type of hectares that goes to the Kahanim. And the last one is Vegezl Hager, 
which is that when someone steals from a convert and he swears falsely and then he admits and the gear is not around, he has to give that to the Kehanim. That's also considered Matnes Gevulim, which is, applies throughout the entire Beretz Yisrael, because if it's given to a coin of that Mishmer, Arabi Shalayim, he has fulfilled his obligation, but again, of course, the, the ram of his carbon Ashram, he would have to bring it up to Yishalayim to bring it as a carbon. But one thing the Gemara wanted from this Bryce is this last item mentioned. The last one mentioned is Gezlager. The Kukari Mias Matana, and it's considered one of the 24 Matnes Kuhuna, the gifts given to the Ghanim. So Shmami no, we could infer from this that Mekabla Matana Sava, the Ghanim are considered not as Yershim, but rather as recipients of a gift. So Shmamina, we could infer from this, again, that the coin who gets 10 of the animals would be putter from taking off Maisa Behemah, again, because, like, recipients of gifts are exempt, it's only like Yershim that they would be chayef. Now the Gemara continues explaining from our Mishnah that said that if Nasan Esakesev La'anche Mishmer Bechulu, if let's say that he gave the money to the, to the, to the Kehanim of that Mishmer, and then he died before ever bringing his carbon Ashram, so then we said that the inheritors cannot go ahead and take back the money because, wait, the whole purpose was for uh, uh, Kapara and he didn't get my, our father's Kapara because he, he died before he brought his Karban Ashram and uh, let's say he would have died before giving it to the Khan, the Yeshem would have gotten it, so you would think they could take it back from the Khan. And that the, the, the Mishnah brought that the Pasuk says that no, once you give it to the Khan, you can't take it back. Now, Omar Bayi explains, but Shmami no, you could infer from this, is that Kesev Mechaber Mechza must be that's not that the whole atonement is through the carbon ashram and that there's a precondition, a prerequisite that you give money back first. Must be that the money is half the atonement and that the carbon ashram is the other half of the atonement. Because says because if the money wasn't atonement, then Havamina, I would say, that then the Khan should have to give it back to the inheritors. My time, what's the reason? Because a to the with that intention that he's going to give the money to the Khan and not have an atonement, he would never have given to the Khan. Had he known he's going to die, he would never have done it. And therefore that's like what you would call like a mekach tois, it's a mistake. And therefore, you would say that the Yeshim would take it back. Therefore you must say that from the fact that they cannot take it back is because it's not like it had no validity, because then the person would never want it. It does, it has a half of atonement, even though it doesn't have a whole atonement, and therefore the person was nachis, he was agreeable to that. And that's why the Yeshim cannot take it back from the Khanim. Now, on this premise of a buyer, which he infers this concept, the Gemara asks, wait a second. Elamayata, but if that's the case that your premise is correct, then then anytime you have a karmachatas, where the owner dies before he brings the karmachatas, it should go out and be like a regular unconsecrated animal, and it should not be like the is that it has to die. Because you should say the same thing. The guy never separated an animal to lo- that his estate should lose an animal with, with the understanding that he's never going to have, have brought as a carbon. So it should be the same thing. That, that wasn't his intention. Therefore, it should not be considered karmachatas. So on that, I mean, they said, no, that's not a difficulty. This halacha that the karmachatas, that the owner dies, that the animal then dies, is That's how Lachal that we have a tradition that it dies. You're right. It doesn't have to be logical. Logical is like a bias said that if a person did not have an intention, then it wouldn't have that halachic validity. But here's Lachal But the Gemara still asks, but if a bias premise is correct, then then the carbon asham, which is a different type of carbon, where the owner dies, that should also go out to Chulun, because I died to the Hakala Afrasha for the intention that he should die and he should not have an atonement and then his Yoshin should not have anymore. For that he didn't separate it. But the Gemara says, no, Ashim Nam Hilchazagimirla. A carbon Ashim is also a Lokha Mishmisine that the Halokha Mishmisine tells us, Kol Shabachatas Mesa, wherever, if a Karmachatas, the animal would die, which is in the case of where 
the owner dies, then the animal goes out to graze until it develops a blemish, and then it's sold, and then the, and the money goes to be used for when the Mizbeach is idle, where then again the, the meat is brought as a carbon oil for Hashem on the Mizbeach, and the hides go to the Kanim, which this is expounded by Yoda Koyin in Mesech Deshkom, Dapit Chesim and in Timur, Dapit Chesim which therefore, as long as it's unblemished, it cannot be sold as a chulin, and therefore again it has to graze first, and because you can't go ahead and change it from an ashram to an ayla without letting it graze first and then develop a blemish and then let it be used as a carbon ayla. But again, it's not difficult because Allah Messina. But then the Gemara still asks on Abayah. But if Abayah's premise is correct, then a woman who her husband died without any children, who she becomes a Yavama, and her husband's brother, her brother-in-law, is someone that's full of blisters, the guy's most repulsive thing that she could imagine. She should be allowed to remove herself from the zika of Yibam, even without having to do chalitza with them. Why? Because she never had that intention to get engaged to the brother that she was married to with the understanding that she didn't have to fall for Yibam to this guy. I would never want to marry this guy, this brother-in-law. And therefore, you should say the same premise of Abaya, that it's like one of these mekach toys, and therefore it shouldn't be. Just like he's saying that it must be kesavism machava, because if it wasn't, then you would say that adayit b'lachilohava. Here also you say the same thing. So that Gemara says, no. Hasam Anan Sahadi, there we testify, that is, as we continue on top of Kof Yer Aleph Amen Aleph, the Menach Nicha Labachadu is not true, that she does prefer to get engaged and get married to the first guy, the brother, who he was not blemished, he wasn't a Mukishchen, with the doubt that if he dies, she's going to have to have this somewhat of this relationship with the brother in law, either of Yib Mochalitza. Why? Kirish Lakish, like Rish Lakish said. Which rhymes, which it says in Aramaic, better tandu, better be sitting with two people, meaning two bodies, meaning a woman would prefer anybody, than from sitting alone and a widow. And therefore, she would. It's not true. You can't say that the same Svar you're saying, ah, oh, it's not true. That does, that's also not difficult on Abaya. Because you're right, if it was a Daitalach like Hitchatman, then you're right, she would be able to walk away from that. But it's not true because a woman would prefer any man, even though she knows she's running a risk of if he dies without children, to have to have a Zika with this guy, because a woman would rather be with anybody than with no one.